Welcome to the final episode of season one of this new podcast, Conversations with a Rabbi. In this special episode, Rabbi Joe and I sit down in person to conclude our reflections on Psalm 13. How does praise coexist with pain? How can God's goodness be resting on us even while we feel the silence, distance, and even the absence of God? We explore the disintegration of grief and the unlikely journey toward wholeness. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with the Rabbi. I'm here with Rabbi Joe in the flesh today. Hello, Rabbi Joe. You are amazing. <laughs> you are amazing to see in person, I must say. And I mean that sincerely. It's I'm sorry you have to look at me. Well, welcome back. <laughs> we're, we're glad to have you back in Colorado for a little while. And today we're wrapping up Psalm 13. In the English translations, it's verses 5 and 6. So let me read it and then I'll say a word of prayer. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the psalm that we can pray in times of sorrow and grief and loss. We thank you for the hopeful ending here. We pray that as we reflect on it, you would help us uh, to hear your voice in this and to see your face in this. We pray this. Amen. Amen. Well, this... This is this is a sad moment because we are ending this <laughs> this little dance with the Psalm 13, but it's also, I think, very glorious, and and I hope that we can bring out some of the inner dimension that I feel this song is leaving us with, mm. because mm. often we read through the Psalm, but then we leave it. Yeah. As we move on to the next Psalm. Yeah. But. The previous psalm assumes, I mean, the, the, the next psalm, the next. Psalm 14, assumes mm. Psalm 13. Mm. It's, there's an arrangement, mm. there's an order that we mm. don't often realize. Mm. It's not just like bingo, the numbers just come out randomly. It's not random, is no, it? No, it's not. I believe there are interconnections between, just like when you write. Yeah. You don't, your, your paragraphs aren't randomly arranged. But this, who, who arranges? How did these, the psalms get to be arranged? Just give us a brief comment on that, on the arrangement of the psalms. Well, that definitely, yes. The, the, the psalms aren't in the order that they were written. Yeah, yeah. There is, but there was an editor. There's an editor, Who yeah. saw a broad yeah. vision. Yeah. And put them in mm. this order. So he saw a theme mm. and mm. thematic relationships or interrelationships between the Psalms. Mm. Mm. Uh, because I, I don't believe sacred writing is ever accidental or random. No. That's just no. not how I approach yeah. it. And in my studies of Proverbs, I lead a class on Proverbs, some of the modern academic commentaries are, are just ruthless huh. in undermining any type of unity or structural organization mm. Mm. to the arrangement of the Proverbs. Now, they might not see it. I grant it's difficult right. to see the connections. But there is when you reflect. But, it, but it's not something you can just read right through. No. You have to reflect. As long as it takes to write a proverb, huh. you have to reflect. So I'm, wow. he doesn't just do it wow. that quickly. So with this psalm, it's very interesting. In the Hebrew, it's verse 6. It's only verse 6. It's a single verse, isn't it? Verse yeah, 5 and 6 it. is yeah. divided into two. And normally we've discussed versification. 
Normally, we're a verse off because of the title. Yeah. And this time, it worked out because they divided verses five and verse six into two verses. So we have the same number of verses, just different verbiage or wording in them. Hmm. But I was, as, as we end today, right, we're ending our, our, our blessed discussion on this, this wonderful psalm of lament. As I was reflecting on it last night, I went in a direction that was unexpected. Hmm. And I am very curious to hear where this leads you. And if I need to be brought back in a, in a certain way, because mm. we all need guidance mm. and, and mm. other visions to help us see mm. within the text. Mm. And so today, although we end our discussion and our reflections on the lament of, of Psalm 13, our discussion and our reflections and our lament does not end. Mm. And, and, and this is mm. what was happening last night. I realized, mm. in fact, it's only just the beginning. Hmm. And, and what I'm not saying, and I, I get this constantly misheard or it's misunderstood. I'm not saying our end is lament. I said that right. at the beginning. Right. What you I did. am saying is that this is not the end of our lament, hmm. that it's the beginning. And in terms of lament, this is what this psalm is guiding us through, how to process hmm. and encounter and grow through lament. In terms of lament, or the lament in our lives that we experience as a result of life, mm. it's only just the beginning. And I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> okay. and what do you, when you say that, do you mean that it's just the beginning because life is full of sorrow, or is it just the beginning because lament carries on as we live? Or, or Tell me what you mean by that when you say it's just the beginning. We still, when we encounter, not if, mm. when we encounter yeah. lament, yeah. we still have a long way to go after mm. we have, quote, gone through the mourning process. Mm. As I lost my mother. Yeah. And, and the reason I think possibly I am encountering this psalm, which is called a lament, in this way is because I have actually just been through. I understand yeah. more deeply, not theoretically, yeah but intimately the process of lament. Yeah. And so therefore, this language speaks mm. more deeply and more truly and more mm. thoroughly to me. So when I say this is not the end, I read the psalm, I read the six verses, and now my lament is done. It's like a long <laughs> right, order. Right, right, right. You've you resolved can't tidy it, in it up. An hour. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, so our yeah. lament, we still have a long way to mm. go, which is why I think, this is again what happened last night, this is what happens in the middle of the night. How does the psalm begin in English verses 1 and 2? Ad ana, how long, mm, how long, mm, mm. four times. Yeah, yeah. It's not a short journey. Ah, it is a long process. Even though we are at the end, yes, I know where we are. We've come to the end of the psalm, right? And what are we going to read? We're going to read of trusting yeah. in the Lord's kindness. Yes. Is that hesed? Is that that yes, word? Yes, it is. Chesed. It is. It says, And in I, in fact, it's very emphatic in the Hebrew, and I, in your kindness, I trust. You hear the mm. double repetition of I. Mm. This is deep, enduring trust. Mm. Deep, enduring trust. This is verse, well, verse 6 in, in the Hebrew, sorry, but yeah. verse 5 in the, in the English. English. I trust. I trust deeply in your mm. kindness. What's next? My heart my heart 
again, my heart, very mm. intimate, personal, my core. Yes. My core will rejoice. This is deep rejoicing. Mm. This is deep rejoicing mm. in your salvation. And hear this, this rejoicing, the word for rejoice is related to the word to reveal, oh, to uncover. Why can I rejoice? Why can I trust? Not because I skipped the first four verses in English. Right. You must go be, through it. Absolutely. The, and that's the, when you can then sing in verse six. If you don't do the first five or four verses, you can't. your song is not there because your soul is still crying out, how long, mm. how long, four times. Mm. The truth is, the truth is, and this just slapped me last night, mm. the cry of ad ana, of how long or mm. until when, mm. that becomes transformed in the end into the song of I still long. Mm. How long until I sing? Even after we complete, I've lost my mother. Am I only singing? No. Mm. I am singing. It yeah. is necessary you're, 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 that we sing. Yeah. But yeah. the song now becomes sometimes, how long until I can truly sing again? Mm. How long can I go through this and bear this with song yeah. so that I can truly sing like the verse says, because your kindness is upon me. The, the, the thing that struck, strikes me, Joe, is... In the earlier verses, he says, you know, how long? And then he says, but I'm trusting in your chesed, your steadfast love, which my understanding of chesed is it's this long-suffering love of God. It's this love of God that is loyal, steadfast, uh, unwavering. And I think what is amazing is I wonder if in praying Psalm 13, we're meant to get this revelation that how long it's so long it's so long but even as long as it is it can it it won't outlast god's love let's put it that way it won't outlast god's love god's love is longer still mm. than the trial we're going through yes oh beautiful it it we don't see that no and no. we can't start there no, no. we have to go through mm. the psalm itself mm. which mm. is the guide mm. for our lament mm. so that we can achieve that trust, mm. so that we can have that joy and that song. How do they translate it in, in the NIV? The last verse, was it, I will sing, sing the praise, yeah. for he the has Lord's been praise. good to me. Yeah. Is, is that, that's what yep, yours says yep, there? Yep, yep, yep. In the NRSV, it says, he has dealt bountifully with me. Okay, yeah, that word gamal, it's it's not the same kindness, it's not, some mm. translated as mm. kindness, mm. but that is our end, and God's, mm. it is. Mm. Mm. But, that's not where we are very often. And yeah. the reason we often, even if we read through our Psalms, mm. we're not in verse 6 or verses 5 and 6 is because we haven't wrestled with the first five. Yeah. And the true, true grounding of our faith, if we have a grounding, even if it's uprooted, we have to have that trust and be secure enough in our doubt that our faith can endure the questions yes. of how long. Yes. Not just the Lord's kindness right. is something that I trust in. I do, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. right now. And if you look at Psalm, we have to be able to say, this is Psalm 22, 
Everybody look at Psalm yeah. 22 in yeah. verse 1. Yeah. And then also Psalm uh, 137. Mm. Look mm. at Psalm 137, mm. verse 4. This is, we don't allow ourselves. And mm. verse 4 says, Eich nashir es shir adonai, al admas nechar. How can we sing? Here, how? How? It's a different how, mm. but it's how. How can we sing? Do we allow mm. ourselves to be in the place of how can we sing? Is there song in the end? Yes. Mm. But how can we sing the song of the Lord? It is strange. Why? Exactly. Yeah. On al-admas nechar. Huh. On a foreign land. In other words, metaphorically, when we are exiled from ourselves yeah, yeah. because of life. Yeah. When we're crying out, how long? Adonai. Mm. We're crying out. But do we really allow ourselves to cry out? Okay, so so we got there's so much to unpack here. When you say exiled from ourselves. Yes, our own land, the land of our soul. The land of our soul. Psychologists call this disintegration, when the self begins to disintegrate, mm. when you're you're fractured or fragmented. And Psalm 137 is this, this I, how can I sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Mm-hmm. They're in Babylon, you know, yes. by the rivers of Babylon. We sat and we wept. We hung up our harps. Mm. So Psalm 13, yeah, this how long, but but it, it is so, isn't it in a way like counter, counterintuitive that he's going to sing, that they're saying, is he talking about eschatology? Is he talking about the end of the end of the end? Or, or is he saying, no, I'm going to sing even while I'm weeping? What's he saying? That's what that's that's the direct. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, that's the direction that I go at least right now. Mm. I think these are much more present, not all exclusively, yeah, yeah, but yeah. the the primary focus for us in our grief, and our loss, and our exile mm. from our soul, from our land, mm. from our family, mm. from life, mm. is how can we reintegrate? Uh-huh. How uh-huh. can we become whole again? And and the, the what's what's so counterintuitive, as you said is there's a beautiful quote from a Rebbe, not a rabbi, he's a rabbi, but it's a, it's a more intimate term mm. for a Rebbe, for the Rebbe of Kotsk. And he says, speaking of disintegration, not that language, but of alienation and exile mm. and brokenness, he says, and this is necessary for us to regain mm. our song and our wholeness, he says, there is nothing more beautiful, nothing more whole, nothing mm. more whole, I add mm. beautiful, there is nothing more whole than a completely broken heart. <laughs> that is the way Gee. to wholeness. Gee. Does that preach? That's your language. That preaches, that teaches. It does. It really does. But that's not where we wow. want to be. It, it, well, there's a paradox there, isn't there? It's terrifying. So speaking of paradoxes, the thing that is so striking to me, I, th- that last line, I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. I mean, look, I'm almost thinking, <laughs> wait a second. Just a few seconds ago you were saying... You've hidden your face from me. You've forgotten me forever. How can both things be true? Well, to be flippant for a moment, what academics often do is they say the text was corrupted. Yeah, so we oh lost gosh, the, no, all, all no, the verses no, no, in between. Yeah, no. no, the truth no, is... No. <laughs> I mean, tr- because, because, right. because I think in my life this experience is true. I feel pain and I feel like, oh, God's been good. I, I, it's why I hate the question when someone says, how have you guys been the last few months? Mm-hmm. And I think, well, I don't know how to answer that because it's a complex thing. But, it, I mean, does it is the psalmist here saying to us that both experiences are true, that 
he knows God has dealt bountifully with him, but then also, yeah, it kind of feels like you've forgotten us. And how can both things be true? The how I don't have an yeah. answer to. Yeah, it's more of a that. Yeah, it just is. It it, yeah. it, it, it is, but it's yeah. only that uh-huh. if you've gone through the first four verses. Mm. That is the language mm. that helps you understand trust mm. and kindness mm. and rejoicing and mm. song. Mm. These are this is the grammar. Yeah. We need grammar to understand. I just huh. want to learn poetry. Well, you need to understand you put the subject before the verb <laughs> and the direct object usually after the verb uh-huh. in English. Lament has its own grammar, huh. its own structure. Interesting. And it ends with and it I was thinking the same thing last night. Like where are the intervening verses that talk about where he has dealt bountifully? And he has uncovered it through lament. That's why, how can I sing? Not yeah. how can I weep in a in, a, in, a, in right, a, right. A, the song yeah. of God in a foreign land. Right. How can I sing? Yeah. We can still find song in our exile if we listen to the melody of lament. It's a sorrowful melody. Minor in your language, a yeah, minor, minor key. key yeah. It's a broken minor key. It's yeah. a fragmented, and it's not even it's not even pretty sometimes to listen to. Mm. It's broken, and this is what ultimately allows us somehow, after the process, to experience not the kindness of the suffering, but to experience that all pervasive kindness and loyalty and faithfulness that is present. In our present, yeah, I was. We are not present too. I was waiting to see how you would finish that because, is it the kindness of the Lord in spite of our suffering, or is it the kindness of the Lord in the midst of our suffering? So here, here's here's what I'm trying to navigate. There are many Mm -hmm. Christians who have such a distorted view of God's sovereignty that they are backed into a corner where they have to call bad things good. Hmm. Where they have to say, oh, this cancer is God's kindness. I don't believe that for a moment. But can God's kindness be felt in the midst of the cancer or the diagnosis? Yes, I believe it can be. Uh, Does that mean the cancer itself is God's kindness? Gosh, I don't think that. No, I don't either. And that's a troubling theology. It's Mm -hmm. a troubling outlook on life. Mm -hmm. The kindness is... Mm. And the cancer is. Yeah, yeah. But the cancer is not the kindness. No. And very often the answer to the cancer mm. is kindness. Mm. Our kindness. We are God's kindness mm. in action, walking, mm. breathing, sitting, looking into mm. your eyes and crying with you. And what's fascinating, I was curious how you translated or how the text translated the NIV when it says, I will sing, verse 6 in English, the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. Yeah. To me, it's interesting when I when I heard you say that yeah. as you read it, the Hebrew is actually slightly different, and okay. I'm curious. I want to hear okay. your reaction okay. first. Okay. The Hebrew is not to me. It's not, is that a bad translation? Again, I'm yeah, not criticizing okay. the okay. translation. Say what it is in Hebrew. The Hebrew is upon me, huh. for he has dealt bountifully or kindly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's. So you would you say not it's with me, not to me? The but Lord's goodness upon, is upon me. It all the Lord's presence, which is goodness, which is kindness, uh-huh. is always upon me. Mm. Am I open mm. to receiving it? Can wow. I receive that with 
my and we did the same thing we had the same thing in psalm 137 that same word al we had it right there on a foreign land not to a foreign land yeah how can i sing the song of god on a foreign soil on al it's it's the same word al ad mas nechar it is not to it is not with it is on it is always on us mm. and as long as it is upon us or upon is another more fancy term when we are open to receiving it will enter into mm. and we need to surrender into mm. and open into and humble ourselves into and have the hope and the vision that there is more than what is lying before us or wow. within us. Rumi, wow. a great, if it's okay if I quote a great well, mystic <laughs> on life. This is a life uh -huh. teaching that uh -huh. we should all literally raise our hands up or bow down on our knees and say amen to this. We all suffer life's pain, mm. pains. Mm -hmm. And life is often, it, it, there's the, the ruins mm. of life. So Rumi says, he says, where there is a ruin, mm. There is a treasure to be found. Mm. When life is in ruins, yeah. our life is yeah. in ruins, we yeah. have to have that faith yeah. because it is upon There's us. There something. is acts. Yes, there is. It is and that that's kindness. Not, that's not the same as saying that the ruin is the treasure. Absolutely. It's only to say that in the midst of it, there is a treasure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Humpty Dumpty can be put back together again, <laughs> as it says in Matthew 29. <laughs> Just kidding, folks. There is no Joe, Matthew 29. Okay. Genesis 51. There, I'll do it on my book. <laughs> Okay, I just had this thought, and I don't know if it's an insight or not, but it's a thought. We were talking about disintegration mm. and reintegration of the self. Mm -hmm. But this, at the end of the psalm, we come to the reintegration of God and the worshiper, or the worshiper and God. So where the psalm begins with isolation, I'm away from you, you're away from me, mm. at the end of it, even in the midst of pain, he recognizes, no, God, you're still here. You're, the goodness is upon me, mm -hmm. makes me think. That's why I have this visual of integration. It, your goodness is not apart from me. Mm -hmm. Your goodness is upon me. So I am now being reintegrated maybe into the life of God. How does that strike no, you? No, I think that's rich. I think that's rich. And actually, in verse 5 in the English, when it says in the NIV, but I trust in your unfailing love. Mm, mm, the interesting mm. thing is, it is, let's say, that, that is a wonderful translation. The Hebrew is the past. Uh -huh. However, with certain verbs of emotion or faith. Meaning, or meaning heart, I trusted. I trusted. That's the form wow. of it. I always trusted from the beginning, wow. but I didn't realize that until the end. <laughs> However, we often translate a past tense verb that is with emotion, heart, thought we translate it as a present because the past always affects the present but i like the first idea that i wow. should i did trust you I in the beginning trust, yeah. but i didn't know it and that's why the hebrew in the hebrew it says but i in your kindness i trusted do you hear the two eyes uh -huh. there was a reintegration uh -huh. what you're saying mm. after going through this the brokenness has come back into a wholeness I'm wow. not fully whole, but a wholeness. Right. And now I and I am able. There is a reintegration Beautiful. that I wouldn't have experienced had I not been in a place of how long? How long? 
Well, that is amazing. Uh, we have come to the end of our reflection on Psalm 13. Is there anything you would like to add as a concluding thought in the final minute? Or That was a beautiful uh, section you just took us through there. My prayer is that as there are melody markers, as we've spoken before, in every over every word in our in the Hebrew Bible, including the most painful verses of human suffering and brokenness, there is a melody to them. Ad ona, this term, how long until when? My prayer is that when we are in that stage, those stages that we all go through. My prayer is that we have the ability, the ability to, however, however weak and broken we are, that we can at least in some way cry out in song, in song, How long, how long will you abandon me? Will you forget me? Will you conceal your face? That is presence, even in absence. I trust in your presence. I feel your presence. I know in the end, I will be redeemed. My broken heart in the end will be made whole and it will be with song, even if it's what is called a sorrowful song. That is my prayer. I hope Mm. we sing together. We need each other. We need community for this. Mm. We can't do it in isolation. We are God's messengers, God's Mm. hands, God's heart. And I I thank you for this opportunity. I really do. It's been a blessing. And I thank, I I don't thank, but I'm I'm grateful that I went through the several months of living with my mother day in and day out Mm. with my daughter Mm. as her hospice care with our hands Mm. and our hearts and our tears with her. Mm. Because now I see, Mm. I see the light Mm. I didn't see it, but I realize now Mm. that I always trusted. Mm. And her kindness is still with me, Mm. and kindness still permeates the universe, and hope Mm. is still present within us. So good. Rabbi Joe, thanks for spending this time with me and with all of us walking us through this psalm. I hope it's been a blessing to you as you've listened to this. And who knows, perhaps we'll do another season on something else one day. God bless you. Amen. Amen.